Hey everyone, welcome back to the Great Work Podcast. My name is Amanda, your host. Today we're doing like a little half episode. So the main episode is going to come on Wednesday. It's just taking me longer to edit than usual. So I didn't want to leave you hanging with nothing. And I also realized that I haven't done a solo episode since I began, since my first episode, which is so crazy because I thought I would do like more solo episodes than I've ended up doing. And I think I just kind of missed the time like connecting with all of you. So I have a couple things I want to go over. I have a couple things that are kind of on my mind. And I guess I'll just get into the first one. The first is I want to reintroduce myself and kind of explain the meaning for the podcast name. Because I started this podcast so quickly, I didn't, you know, I just kind of did it. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so grateful. Um, but I kind of hate the name of the podcast. I don't hate it in the sense that I love the story behind it, but I I feel like it maybe sounds full of myself or something. So I'm going to explain the story of the podcast name just so everyone knows or remembers, right? Um, the story or the name comes from my favorite verse in the entire Bible, the book of Nehemiah, which is in the Torah, the um, Christian Old Testament. So, you know, we can all, we can all rally behind it. And in chapter six, verse three of the book of Nehemiah, it talks about how Nehemiah is building up the walls around Jerusalem. And the big deal for this is, you know, A, if you go to Jerusalem, you can touch the walls that he built. Um, that was very significant to me. You also can see that he, you know, in order, he was building up the walls so that no one would invade or to prevent invasions, right? And I think that that has some parallels to today even. But then, then they were able to rebuild the second temple. And, you know, that was a very prosperous and amazing time for Jewish people. And for us Christians, you know, Jesus came. So it's a very important thing for all of us, you know, for different reasons, but it's a very important um, time and in, in, in all of that. And the verse that I get the podcast name from comes from basically people were trying to come invade Jerusalem. And Nehemiah felt very called to keep building up the walls anyways. And so when people came to try and come distract him from building, he said, well, I'm doing great work and I cannot come down. Like, why should the work stop so I can come down to you? And that verse of the Bible has gotten me through like every hard thing in my life. And I feel like a lot of you even DM me or you, you know, I, I talk to a lot of you a lot or just in my comments, people say like, oh, your comments are terrible. Like, why do you keep going? And it's like, well, because this is bigger than me. It's more important than me. Building the walls around Jerusalem was bigger than Nehemiah it was bigger than him. Why should he have been distracted by some like, you know, people, you know, some random people? That's kind of how I feel about like bad comments that I get. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm being called like terrible things about my appearance or saying that I'm stupid or something. Something I think is interesting. And I was talking to the window last week's guest and Ryan, who you guys all know from TikTok, and he's an upcoming guest. We're talking about how, you know, if you're going to insult people, you probably shouldn't use something that's just patently false 
because it's not as insulting when everyone knows it's not true. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's just it's I don't really care that much about the the comments or whatever, because I just feel like spreading the history is more important, like spreading the history and like my opinion about on this conflict. And I'm still surprised people want to hear it. But the people that do, I just feel like it's more important if one person can come away from my videos being like, oh, the land wasn't stolen. There was never a real country called Palestine. And, you know, like then I've kind of done my job. And that kind of gets me into the second thought that I've been having, which is, you know, Israel-Palestine is being suppressed on TikTok. I, I do think that there's some evidence of suppression. I also think that just it's not trending anymore. And I'm trying to I'm struggling to figure out where do I want to direct my content? Um, and I'm kind of having an internal struggle with that for myself. Part of me doesn't want to go to politics because politics, I, I, you know, I have my opinions on politics. I have other people's opinions on politics. And honestly, I think that the least interesting thing in the world is to listen to other people's opinions about politics. At least that's how I feel. Like, who cares? You know, <laughs> like, I, like I, I can't fathom why someone would care what I think. And I don't care when people comment their own opinions about other other things on my TikTok, but for some reason, political comments just get me. I don't know why. And keep commenting them because, you know, it boosts the engagement. And I and I do like to see from people that I know. But it's like this weird thing where I feel like the what I've liked about making the type of content that I make about the history of Israel and the history of the Middle East and stuff is and even like American history and American support, American politics is I like talking about things beyond the talking points. I like exploring the nuances of things. I like explaining things in a less, I don't know how else to say it, but like a less talking point heavy way. I don't want to only, you know, you know, if you want to see the rattled off facts or statistics or something like that there are a million pages who will take you through those and they're great pages and you should follow every single one of them but for me what's more important is explaining the the background of a certain situation or something like that um i don't know Uh, like i remember i made a video talking about the kibbutzes in the south of israel and how they're heavily populated with like peace peaceful people like very liberal people and one of the reasons that israelis feel so betrayed through all of this is because hamas didn't attack the right-wing settlers or whatever in the west bank they attacked the people who were the most willing to make peace with them who specifically lived down near the border of gaza to try and help them and a lot of them were volunteers bringing them to the hospital and such when no one brings up that nuance, though. It, very rarely do I see that brought up on TikTok. And so that's the those are the types of things I like to bring up. Another one I want to bring up is people are so mad about the United States having bases around Iraq and Syria. And like, I understand that they want to see the world in this binary where like U.S. and Israel bad, everyone else good, anyone against the United States and Israel 
Russia, Iran, China, whoever, we just support them. Iraq, Syria. I mean, Syria is a failed state. Syria is a complete failed state. Iraq, we invaded. The United States invaded. Whether you agree or not, we invaded. We have all these bases that we never fully left because we needed to prop up the government that we put in place there. And then when we did kind of try and back out and we left a power vacuum, well, ISIS formed. So we've got ISIS taking up a lot of the territory of a failed state, Syria, in the middle of a 15-year intense civil war. And then you've got Iran filling the other part of the power vacuum. They are backing the Syrian government, the Assad regime, the Alawites. And they're also forming Kataib Hezbollah, which is the and other like there's like they have like 12 militias in Iraq. They also have created all these militias in Iraq, which have political power within the Iraqi government. But also that that's the group that carried out the strike on that killed U.S. soldiers about a week ago and injured 40 others. So, you know, people just don't pay attention to the region. And then it's a very uniquely American thing where we think that we are the entire problem. We caused every problem there and we are also the entire solution, right? Like everything in that's wrong in the Middle East today is because of America. And the only way to fix it all is to just completely pull out. It is the most selfish, dumb argument I've ever heard. But that is what a, a lot of people think. And so I want to try to explain like, no, we have all these bases because we're invited by the government. We need to prop up the government that we spent trillions of dollars implementing and we didn't do a very good job of keeping up. But that's for another day, you know, because regardless, I mean, this is what's so annoying is like regardless about what you feel about the Iraq war, because you can hate the Iraq war and that's a fine opinion to have. But we can't go back in time and not have invaded Iraq and taken out Saddam Hussein. We did that. Whether or not you agree it was right or wrong on false pretenses, it it I think what's obvious is it was a not it was not a war of necessity. It was a war of choice that we went in. And I do think that our intelligence kind of failed. There's questions about maybe our intelligence didn't fail. But the story we have to go off of, if you believe the government, is that every major intelligence, Western intelligence, allied intelligence agency around the world said that Saddam Hussein had chemical weapon or weapons of mass destruction, I'm sorry, and had something to do with 9-11. Okay, so we went off that and we invaded and we took out Saddam, who was a terrible, brutal dictator, who many of his people didn't like and who was causing instability throughout the region. But then regardless on how you feel about that, because you can hate that decision and that's fine. But regardless about how you feel, being that we lost taste for the war, especially when we found out that there were not nuclear bombs there, although I would make the argument that the chemical weapons that there's clear evidence that Saddam had are classified as weapons of mass destruction. And it's very obvious that they were given to Syria because the Assad regime has used them on his people throughout this, his 15-year civil war, like I said. It's also believed that Hezbollah has some of these chemical weapons. And chemical weapons, that that's some of the worst things that anyone can have because it can kill so many people so quickly. So, you know, I mean, they use them against the Kurds. So we also kind of found that 
if Saddam wanted to have a really big, powerful weapon, he could have had one in about two weeks. He had the capabilities. It just wasn't done. So, you know, I don't think it's as much as, as a fail as much of a fail as people say it was. But it was, you know, it was, like I said, it was not a war of necessity. It was a war of choice. And I totally agree with that. But we invaded and we spent all this time and we spent all this money. We lost U.S. lives to implement what was supposed to be a moderate government. And if you listen to my episode with Maz and we talked about like, you know, we put in place a democracy because we thought that that would be so much better and, you know, maybe we just shouldn't try and put in place democracies anymore over there. But and I, I would agree with that. I don't think that we should try and put in place democracies throughout the Middle East. But, um, you know, we did that. And it's our duty to not just like let it fall by the wayside. And especially not our it is especially our duty not to let our adversary come in and screw it all up like Iran, you know. Because it's very obvious what Iran is doing with these proxy groups. They are using these proxies to attack U.S. bases and U.S. troops because they're trying to get concessions for the Biden administration on the on their sanctions. They want sanctions lifted and they want to develop a nuclear program. And why on earth we're allowing a regime that is killing U.S. service members through proxy groups to develop a nuclear weapon so we have to be even more careful when we negotiate with them is beyond me but you know what am i i'm just like some random white girl right but i like these are the types of things i want to go more in depth and talk about and i want to talk about this in other issues i mean one of the i'm working on a video right now about the iranian revolution because again like like the iraq war like the talking points of like oh we went in on a lie and i hate it okay fine you know fine you're not wrong. But it's not the whole story. The whole story is that, yes, they did have things that were classified as weapons of mass destruction, although we were sold that it was nuclear bombs and that was not true. You know, uh, like, it's not the full story when we just say, like, Bush lied and whatever. It's not the full story. Same with the Iranian Revolution. When people say that it was just a United States coup or a U.S.-led coup, okay, you're not wrong. The CIA did lead a coup against a democratically elected leader. And that's one of the least insane things that the CIA did throughout the 60s and 70s. And terrible, by the way. Awful that the CIA took out a democratically elected leader. Like, completely goes against everything I believe in. Do not support, you know, that at all. But to say that the entire Middle East is completely destabilized just because of the United States presence and French presence and British presence in the coup of Iran in the 50s, which led to the Islamic Revolution in 1979, there's other factors there, right? And just because we screwed up again with the coup, which I do not support or agree with, does not mean that the only thing that we should do now is just pull out and pretend it never happened and just allow the Ayatollah and the mullahs to completely rep repress their people and completely cause terror all throughout the region and just destabilize the entire region. Like, I disagree with that, right? So I want to talk about these nuances. I'd love to talk about the CIA. I'd love to talk about any subject of this down this path, you know, up this alley. I would like to talk about any of these subjects in a more, I don't know, I'd like to talk about any of these types of subjects in more detail on the podcast and on my page. But I only want to do that if you guys are going to listen to me. 
right? So I'm going to open up a poll on this on this episode on Spotify. So, you know, comment on that or comment on I don't know if I'll put this on YouTube. Maybe I'll put this on YouTube. Um, you know, comment and tell me like, is there more you want to hear from me about? And like, if so, what? You know, because I I I'd like to not stop making the you know Middle East history and like pro Israel content. I love doing that, but I also want to expand, and I'm like I'm a little nervous too. And I don't want to do the traditional politics things. I will do traditional political things because it is a passion of mine and stuff. But it's just I don't want to pigeonhole into that. And I don't want to alienate people who disagree with me. Right. I'd rather, like I said, bring in the nuance. So I don't know. Sorry for the short episode today. Although the the episode coming later this week, you guys are going to love. It's a long one. It's about LGBT rights in Israel In I have Lenore and Sahar and Moses. You guys might know all three of them from TikTok. But Lenore is trans and the CEO of a large trans advocacy group in Israel. Moses and Sahar are gay, but they they live very different lives in Israel. So Moses lives in a small village. Sahar lives in Tel Aviv. And they all just kind of talk about their experiences being Jews in Israel, being you know, post-October 7th, they talk about um, their coming out stories and stuff like that. So, um, and then like what it's like, you know, we kind of go through like the dumb talking points. The most annoying talking point that I hear is like the pinkwashing stuff. These like LGBT for Palestine people are some of the more brain dead people I've come across. And I just think it's better to have Moses and Sahar and Lenore explain that than than me. They explain much better than I ever could. So like I said, it's just taking longer to edit that episode, but that will be up this week. I believe I'm going to put it up on Thursday. So um, be on the lookout for that and let me know, like, is there other content you want to see from me? Do you want me to just stick to Israel? <laughs> like, let me know. What do you what do you want? So with that, have a great start to your week. See you Thursday and Have a great rest of your day.